Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call in the Orion Mind School of the Prophet. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is uh, June 10th, 2018. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. And anytime you're ready, brother. Okay, Jim. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I've noticed that uh, Michigan has had the problem. Texas, uh, you can't bring a deer in from Texas into, say, Louisiana. Um, it has to have the backbone removed. It has to be inspected because they don't want wasting uh, disease uh, transferred into Louisiana. But they're a little bit late. I remember around early 91, 92, we were on our way to DeRitter to buy feed from the feed mill and uh, or the elevator. And uh, as we was coming up, I looked out in the field out there around what they call Lang Dairy. And uh, just right at the old Bundix Lake cutoff. And I told B, I seen that cow in the staggering out there in the field. I said, you see that right under? She said, yep. Yeah. I said, that's called Mad Cow right there. She said, how can you tell? I said, watch it trying to stand. How it, and I said, it, it's worse than a dog with hydrophobia. And um, they get the tremors. And then we heard of different ones in the feedlot or in the meat uh, um, auction barns. If a cow would uh, die in the, in, the, uh, in the dadgum pens or something like that, hell, they'd call the, the local uh, slaughterhouse. And they'd come snatch them damn sick-ass cows up and carry them down and butcher them, and they'd sell that meat into the meat supply. And uh, I told B right then, I said, nope, 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 nope. I said, we have got to have it on the farm or it ain't going to happen because uh, Scripture tells you not to eat a sick animal. Um, you're not even supposed to eat one that uh, has been killed, um, you know, by uh, wild animals or anything like that. But um, I've noticed that the deer, and I kept explaining to them back in the early 90s, a doctor named Katasi in Japan had started uh, warning them and had found the research to prove that by feeding antibiotics uh, in the feed uh, to uh, cattle, hogs, etc., <clears throat> that the uh, low-grade antibiotic would cause a mutation of the bacteria in the gut and create a super virus or a super microbe that they couldn't knock out. And that's when the real stuff started coming on. Boy, they ridiculed him. They told him he's crazy as thunder. And uh, everything that man said has either come to pass or is coming to pass. Um, most of these uh, dementia-type diseases, Parkinson's, and uh, anything that is uh, uh, nerve-oriented, um, they can say what they want. They've got every kind of damn name that they'll come up with in the world. 
But if you get to really doing the research on it, you're going to find that it's going to go back to Crutchfield Yakima disease or what they're calling mad cow, and it's in the meat supply. I remember in uh, 1990, uh, we went to base up at Fort Polk to pick up some stuff for the farm, and um, you could not buy a piece of uh, meat, beef, lamb, um, uh, well, pork, we didn't buy anyway, but... uh, you couldn't get it with the bone in it. And um, so I kept asking him, I said, why? And um, he said, because that that uh, dementia-wasting disease, uh, crutchfield Jacobs hibernates in the myelin sheath on the nerves. And that's why they removed the spinal column and stuff like that and the backbone. He said, and uh, you cannot buy meat. Uh, on the bone up here. It has to be boned out. And uh, and that was the reason and why. And as far as I know, it's still that way up there. I hadn't been up there in a long time, but um, I remember different ones were talking about it, and I told them, I said, well, that's, this is why they don't do it. And sure enough, that's correct. But uh, we, uh, we've been watching what we're doing, you know, so we can prepare and teach the girls how to do different things. And, the bees are doing well, and uh, it uh, it's just something that you really get to thinking about. But um, another thing that uh, has really been weighing heavy on my, my my mind, not in a bad sense, but in a, a sense that's telling me, look, look at this, Gary, look at this. And um, I was talking with me and the girls, uh, especially being Shawnee, um, Beth is usually over at uh, Misty's uh, trailer that we allowed her to put uh, on the trust property over there so that when they're working local, um, they've got a place to stay without having to you know, pull their trailers or if they pull their trailers in from their job sites, like uh, they're working down at Chenier and they're down at Aransas Pass right now. But uh, they can stay and park there, and so she stays over there. But we were talking about, I said, Bernice, I said, think about this. I said, when God said, light be, he said, and he spoke, as uh, you'll hear him say. I said, well, that could not happen if it were not in the imagination of the divine mind. As the divine mind imagined it, that thought, because you speak, you know, just you don't have to open your mouth to speak. Um, and I've told y'all many times before that even when you learn speed reading, you have to learn how not to use the vocal cords. And about 350, 400, sometimes you get a, I can run up about four and a half, but uh, you have to go past that barrier to get to where you're in the high speed, you know, reading. Get up where you can read a page at a time or two pages at a time, you know, back left and right, and um, just as fast as you can turn them. But uh, that's when I really began to watch the medical aspect of how the anatomy and physiology um, correlates with some of the word terms and stuff that's in scripture because they don't elaborate on those ideas. And um, <clears throat> we were talking about John Lennon. 
And if I'm not mistaken, it was right after he wrote the song Imagine that he got assassinated. I think it was right after that. But I was telling B, she said, Gary, it's one of my favorite songs. I said, have you really listened to it? I said, he was telling the people that if they began to imagine there was no heaven, there was no hell. There was no religion. There was no government. Imagine that the people are all one. Imagine the whole world, so to speak, united. Well, I was doing some studying two or three days ago, and as I was reading through the dissertations, it said the God-men began to fight amongst themselves. And I knew that that was talking about humanity as we normally think of it, because everybody out here is a God-man. I'm going to disagree because of the, they got color on their brain. They don't understand. Um, there's nothing on this planet can be alive if the divine mind and breath isn't in them. And um, there were some of them that were railing against uh, the Jews and this and that and the other. And um, one of them come and uh, he began to speak against these other people. And the angels come to him and said, why? Would you deride and curse that which the Creator hath made? Yes. All are one. But because of the variances in religious belief, see, a lot of people don't really realize that the King James Bible is a version. It is the authorized state church version from King James of 1611, and they've steadily been modifying that thing since then, but um, um, it's also an extremely inaccurate translation. I think there's like 35,000 mistranslated words in it, and um, you have to go back to when the Duye and the, the Bull Gate, and here you got the Volga Gate, that's the, uh, uh, the Sacra Volgata. Uh, and um, that goes back to Constantine when they created a uh, a Bible based on the translations and the backdating and so forth of the Flavian Caesars, and um, they began to come forward and build the religion for the Roman Empire, and that there was to unite Mithraism and what they were calling Christianity into one. And um, anybody that would not accept their doctrine, I mean, like the Chaldees, the Cathars, the Merovingians, I mean, all different kinds of God, they would go in to decimate them and um, uh, just eradicate them, you know, wipe them off. I don't know how many millions of people they killed and property they stole. But see, uh, this is the whole thing. Everything has been brought to a war-type footing and uh, that's become the modus operandi for man uh, and the governments of man. And um, But every 
individual entity out here that has the breath of life in them has a spark, an aspect of the divine mind. And uh, that divine mind is male and it is female because we're made in that same image, chromosome, genetic structure, etc. If we did not have that unique ability, then we could not use the imagination and by speaking and confirming a thing as if it already is, we could not make it come to pass. So if you said, like me, you had to see the light already being. It couldn't be becoming. It had to already be. Well, the same thing when you call something that's not as though it is, and it comes to pass. What happens is that faith is that you might call it a daydream. You might call it a a uh, an experience that you begin to create within the mind, and you begin to step into it and play the part of it. And if you'll learn, like in remote viewer or influence or control, you'll learn to allow your mind to drift because what you think it is the thing. And you can sense, you can see, you can touch, you can feel, and hell, there is no time, space, or distance because that's the crap that we've been taught. And uh, as you begin to see imagination, if you imagine all the people seeing the world as one, Damn, that was a direct threat to the governments of this planet. That's the one thing that they've been so afraid of all along. And like when you uh, go back to, say, Copernicus, and Copernicus put forth, uh, um, so you've got the geocentric and you've got the heliocentric uh, um, orders of, uh, of the solar system uh, in our local um, um area of domain and uh, prior to Copernicus they kept seeing and knew of and taught and I mean God there's scriptures at the Kazuzas even in the uh, Torah Pentateuch I mean all the different uh, uh, sacred writings around the world and they talk about a flat earth well, the thing with the flat earth was that God was an ever-present help so the God was never far away from you. It was just a matter of you reaching out and touching him. Well, where was he? He was in the vault of heaven. Well, where in the crap is that? Between your ears and behind your eyeballs. Golgotha, the place of the skull. And as you die out in these different areas of thought, you die out to the limitation. You remove the can't be and you see, I can and it is, and I am. And as you begin to do that, these things start changing. So I was explaining to Bernice and them, I said, look, I don't care how it looks. Close your eyes, take a couple of deep breaths, relax, go back into your level. I said, you see the picture, you see the image, the imagination, make it real. Smell it, taste it, feel it, touch it, enjoy it. I said, and as you do, you've created that memory. And you've literally opened a gap in what's called the space-time continuum 
And you have now put in a new outcome. And as you continue to participate in that imagination, that gap closes back, but now the scenario that would have occurred, it's not there any longer. You've removed it. You put in a new imagination. That old calamity can't follow through. The new one does. That's why you have to be careful about what you think on. Hold not up the unclean thing. See, if you keep worrying and thinking about everything that can go wrong, you're literally creating it. You're the God-man decreeing that thing. It cannot help but happen in your world. Because faith is the substance of that imagination. That's what puts the foundation. That's what puts the cells, the body-building materials, and it makes it manifest. And it's the substance of the thing that you initially hoped for but now is seen as a visible, tangible fact. And uh, see, that's why, like I've told you many times, in a, in a um, particle accelerator, and if you put your mind on that damn test, you'll slow that thing down. Well, how fast is thought? They've already proven that what Einstein said in the theory of relativity, it's incorrect. Even Einstein said it. And he called it that woo-woo uh, math, you know, that fuzzy logic. That type of string theory in the uh, quantum field. But uh, these are things that we're dealing with, and this time is shifting right now to the point that if you will spend your time Seeing your world as you would like it, a world where peace is, a world where the governments are fair, honest, and just, a, a world, as John Lennon literally sang, where there is no damn religion, because religion is a belief structure that came from Rome to return to the legions and the authority of Rome. And as we begin to look at this and begin to, you know, make a new ending by changing our mind and seeing the thing that we desire, then we remove the bindings of Rome and its legions. Well, eventually, Copernicus was jailed for his ideas about the solar system. And uh, then the Jesuits come along. And they, uh, seeing what he was saying, they realized that by creating the round world teaching that we have today, they could cause God, in the sense that people normally think of it or associate with, to be off in the nebulous somewhere. Where in the hell is Jesus? Well, he's off in heaven somewhere. Really? Where in the hell? Where the hell is that at? Well, where's God? I don't know. He's out there somewhere. So that gave them the authority to make up the doctrine that the Pope had to mediate between that invisible, long-range God and humanity. And so from the time of 
Ignatius uh, Loyola in the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits, <coughs> they began to create this doctrine. Um, the colleges, universities, and I mean, every college and university out there has to go and is under the authority of the College of, of Cardinals at Rome. All roads lead to Rome. Uh, every government, Secret Treaty of Verona, where the President of the United States and those that under United States rule acknowledge that if the Pope so decreed that whatever his decree is, that they would instantly follow his law. Well, Pope's called that Great Red Dragon. They've taught the Great Red Dragon is a deceiver, but yet a dragon was a, a divine aspect of wisdom in ancient times. But it's told in Revelation that the great red dragon, referring to the papacy, it says he looks like a lamb. In other words, he's white as snow. That's his vestments. But yet he speaks as if he were a dragon, a government that a King George has to fight, so to speak. So in all these little scenarios, you see in this story, it's hidden right there in front of us. We've heard the stories, uh, and uh, <clears throat> and yet man has overlooked it. Um, if I need fences or something done, and I'm unable to do it, I begin to see those fences up, that land divided like I want it, and it functional. There's people all around us. Hell, they've cut every damn tree they've got. And yet the tree is their air purifier, their water purifier. And uh, if you've still got long-leaf pine, um, you've got, uh, you know, the pine uh, snake, and you've got the um, um, indigo snakes that uh, uh, keep the rodents and different things down so they don't eat your crops up. And um, you have to figure out what will grow in your area. Um, I was telling Bean now because uh, you've got certain peaches that come from Georgia and uh, from Central Texas. And um, you can take certain of those peaches and um, you can start them from seeds or whatever. And uh, they literally will produce. Uh, you might uh, used to, uh, you'd see them take uh, the wild Indian uh, peach. And um, they purple-looking, you know, leaves on them. But uh, they had nice canes, and they had uh, fungus and natural bacteria-resistant stock so that, you know, you didn't get... Uh, uh, things blacks come through and, and wipe them out, you know, in the root structure and so forth. And so they would take them and uh, they would graft. Well, Misty, you uh, somewhere and run across the grafting tool. And um, that's a damn nice looking rig, you know. And um, so uh, we were taking and going back to restock our fig trees. We did have up to 18 variety. And I let a grandson kind of do some bush hogging for me one day and hell he took out two or three of my best dang peach trees and a whole row of fig trees and she 
I mean, I said, man, don't you know what you're doing up there? Uh, you said cut it. I'm just cutting it. I said, no, 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 no. I said, you got to know what you're cutting. I said, you, you'll starve yourself to death. You'll cut everything down that you could eat. And uh, <clears throat> the different pecans, uh, you can take uh, sometimes in the stores, and you might buy uh, some of the prettiest, best pecans that they've got, you know, good paper shell, and uh, crack them, make sure the meat's good in them. You could start those. You put the pointed end down in the ground and cover them over, just like a squirrel does when he's putting them in the ground out there. Give them a little time, they'll come up. If need be, you can take and let them get big enough that um, as they come up strong, you might take the native wild river pecans. Because, man, they seem to grow through everything. And uh, you take and... uh, start uh, uh, working uh, the graft on those pecan trees. Won't be long, you'll have your nice orchard, whether it's, you know, peaches, apricots, um, uh, plums you have to be careful of. I seem to have better success with the Japanese plum. Uh, They're a yellow plum. They're real delicious. And um, they come up naturally from the rootstock, so we just dig those up and then, plant them out to where we've got, you know, buku trees out there growing. And uh, you can do the same thing with your with your blueberries. You get some real nice blueberries. If you'll take your cuttings for your blueberries sometime between late August and September and put them in a place that you can keep them damp, then uh, you won't be long and uh, you'll be able to start putting out your, blue, your blueberry trees. Let them tell you something. People, you get enough of them, they'll come pick. Uh, blueberries off your trees. You may not be able to sell them at the farmer's market because they're trying to fix it where uh, they got such crazy rules now. They're literally doing their best to keep the people from being able to grow their own food and to be able to barter, sell, and exchange because, remember, they want to control it from cradle to grave and there won't be no buying, selling, or exchange of any kind without the name, the number, or the mark of that system. And that's what they're endeavoring to do through these damn laws and all these uh, different uh, licenses. So you're not supposed to take an old thing and change its name. License and tax it. Make a privilege out of it. Damn, they do it, and they've been doing it for many years. And that case is U.S. versus Throckmorton, U.S. Supreme Court. So you have to really think about what you're doing, what you're saying. Um, You can, uh, if you begin to worry about what they're doing, put up that barrier in your mind, just like we do when the storms come. And uh, visualize the the storms going around or not destroying you like uh, last weekend. It didn't really hurt us. I mean, it blew a lot of limbs down a lot of places, but it's all small stuff. It didn't tear none of our roofs or barns or fences down. No trees dropped on fences, but it did knock our power out. I mean, if we had no sound in the system. There was no way to get it. And um, uh, a lot of the cell phone towers were down. Yesterday and today, the cell phone towers have been down, and uh, for no reason. Uh, so... There's things you, you really need to start learning to do about using your mind. 
I mean, uh, you have spiritual, it means mental weapons. They're pulling down strongholds, governments, powers, militaries, armies, and the spiritual wickedness that's going on in high places. And you look around, you listen to some of the people that's in Congress from different, uh, you know, government houses around the world. Those people, uh, man, let me tell you something. They're as nuts as the Looney Tune. But uh, you have to, you have to watch what you're saying. The school system is a state government school system. They call it the public school system. Public is the term state. That's their school system. Thomas Jefferson warned against them. Well, if you go down to their 501c3, Title 26, Section 86, Paragraph A, <clears throat> churches, damn, guess what? That's the government's church system. That preacher can't really tell you the full truth. If they do, they're going to take his tax-exempt status of 65% credit away from him. I know of places where they were teaching this, and the Internal Revenue Service come in and took over their building and everything. And they said, you can't do this. We own this. They said, no, the instant you took and got the exemption. You gave us the building. We own the building, the land. You need to stop and think about what's being said and done. There is no such thing as a free lunch. If they offer you something, there is a quasi or an adhesion contract connected to it. That's why you're having to learn how to return to the divine mind. If you don't return to the rock from which you come from, the true knowledge of law that you come from, you can't operate in those powers. You call yourself Israel to hell praises. But if you don't understand what the concept is and what it means to become Israel, one that has the power of a God, that you had to supplant and change the old way of thinking, Jacob, until you changed and transformed and you'll never be an Israel. You can say anything you want. I don't care what your bloodline is, but I'm telling you. It's telling you right there in black and white. If you don't do it, you're not using your divine power. And that divine power is an aspect of us, just like we're male and female. Now, some may manifest as a male, some may manifest as a female. But in the thought process and the operation of the anatomy and physiology of the body, there is a male and female positive and negative aspect. If it wasn't, well, I mean, we'd be in deep do. But uh, I'm going to throw it to you, Jim. Let's see what you got on your head. Yeah, I'm here, brother. Well, what do, you, what do you think? What are we doing so far? Our hope says great stuff. Keep it going. Brother, everything, everything that you said is right on the money. It's time that we, you know, wake up and smell the coffee, so to speak, and the roses too. And even the roses have thorns in it, but we got to distinguish the difference. At least it has a pretty smell to it. Oh, yes, sir. I mean, everything you're saying is what people need to hear nowadays because it's because coming to work. 
it's dividing the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. If we don't yeah, get our everything we've been told is a is an illusion. Um, um, Jordan Maxwell, man, he's been teaching that for years. Because what you've been told and we believe, guess what? Every Christian out there will tell you that they are a believer. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Yes, sir. One little problem. One damn problem. The believer don't get a damn thing. It's the knower that does that gets the thing. And yes. see, we get a lot of people out there, I'm a believer, I'm a believer, but they don't know nothing, and they can't do nothing. <laughs> so we have to be no. careful what we're saying, or we can bind ourselves. See, perchance they will deliver themselves from the snare of the devil. How'd they do it? They changed their mind, changed their thinking. Well, guess what? You run your stinking thinking, and your motor mouth... Uh, Mockingbird mouth, uh, overloading your hummingbird ass, and don't know what you're doing, uh, then damn, you're going to create a world of calamity in your life. Ain't that happened? Yes, sir. And they, it tells us also that, you know, everybody says that they believe, but it tells us that, that you know, these signs shall follow them that believe. That, you know, that we we have to we have to know and do. It's not to the hearer, but it's to the doer. They That's hear correct. and they say they believe, but they don't do nothing. So that shows that they really don't believe because they're not acting upon their belief or their the what they know to be true. It's yeah, those. They just, uh, they're they're like the scripture said. They're just a tinkling symbol and a sounding brass. They're giving praise and accolades with their mouth. But the heart, what, what, what's unique about the heart? Man, the middle subconscious mind called the heart. You have to wash her and clean her and put in new doctor, new knowledge in her. So yes, if you so didn't do that, then your heart cannot be closer nine to the ever-living because, hell, you don't believe that. You're out there farting around raising cane with your mouth, but... You're not you're not putting it into the deep subconscious and superconscious mind, and if you don't get it in that subconscious, you're not going to get into the superconscious mind where the altar is behind the veil. Remember, I told you, every time you set your butt down, you're sitting on the ark of the covenant because your spine is rooted and grounded, and them 33 vertebrae run all the way to the top up there to to uh, Atlas at C1. And uh, then the cranium, the golden orb or the the uh, pearl orb that's on top of the Pharaoh's throne or, or scepter. Look at look at the queen's scepter that's in the house of lords or the house of commons. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Sir. It's imitating yes. that very thing. What <laughs> is the throne that they have? That throne has a unique stone. They broke it in half because they were warring over it. But that's called the Jacobite stone. That goes back, the Blarney stone, some of them will say, the, the, the stone of scone. Uh, but in reality, that was the rock that uh, the people that were called the descendants of uh, Jacob Israel carried with them everywhere they went. And so when you get back and looking at the history of, let's say, uh, Great Britain, uh, you're going to find out some unique things about those people. 
and what they believed and why they believed them and why they did what they did. But you see, they have left that. Yes. They have left that. Even the symbol that you see on, on uh, take take a, a Guinness stout. Isn't that the harp of David that they have on that label? Yes, sir. Wow. Oh, my God. All this is right here in front of us. Because they're not teaching this here so the people will wake up and hear it. So you, yes, you've got to put a little leaven in there to let it get started. And they'll get the munch of cake on it. You know, they'll get to thinking about it. Finally, one day somebody will say, man, I remember this fellow was up at uh, Uncle Frank's one day and I was up there. It was in the early 90s. And uh, I um, was up there talking uh, to him, you know, and this this guy, every time I'd go, I'd see him. And uh, he was a rancher, from, you know, on further south, down around uh, probably um, all down in Iowa, Cameron, you know, down south to Lake Charles down in there. And uh, I'd been around seeing him. About seven, eight months, one day, I was walking out the door, and he walked up to me, and he said, Mister, he said, you know, when I first heard you, he said, I just knew you were as crazy as any man I had ever run in, into or across. He said, and I had to think about what you were saying. He said, it took me at least six months to begin to realize what it is you were saying. He said, it wasn't that you were saying it bad or complicated. He said it was just a damn difference from what we've been told. He said I had to I had to have enough teaching to get down in there to wake me up so that uh I could do what needed to be done. And um I remember one day because uh, I had a pastor on the over on Uncle LG's old road uh, going into the uh, Sam Mitchell place and the trust is back there. And um, he uh, had broke down with his trailer. And um, he said, God, man, I've got to find a place to put this hay. And uh, so I can carry my trailer to town to, to get it fixed. And um, by the time he got up in there, the trailer had gotten in worse shape. And uh, I gave him permission to come back and open the gate and come in, work on his trailer. I said, you just make damn sure you shut that gate. I said, because I've got horses, sheep, and cattle in here. And I said, I don't want to be hunting them up all the way down through the swamp. Young. And so uh, he did. And uh, he uh, left his trailer about a week, week and a half, and to come back. And, you know, I got it, but... Uh, I got to tell a lot of them, and, and I would go different places, and they would follow me. Um, uh, and, and just, you know, and then finally, after I had went so many times to certain places, that little voice come back and said, Gary, don't come back here and tell these people anything else anymore. They've had every opportunity that they deserve. They haven't used it. Leave them alone. God, when I'd get that, I'd just... I'd almost cringe, you know, because I knew what would happen. And, uh, man, I watched some people begin to commit suicide, break up their families. I mean, 
big businesses up there went bust. I mean, every kind of thing you could imagine. And um, I, I seen the same thing when I was in San Antonio. Um, you start teaching them the truth, and, and they'd come in, and, I mean, hell, we weren't trying to convert them. They were supposed to already be converted. We were just endeavoring to show them where it was so that they could see there was a whole lot more to what they thought they had than they realized. And um, as we done that, um, after a year, me and a guy named Harvey Yarbrough uh, had talked. Uh, it was like 35 ministers. They even had them fly in from Chicago, Bishop Shook and all them. And... Uh, they got through, they stood up and they looked at me and Harvey and they said, Brother, they always called me Brother Jerry. They never called me Gary. They said, Brother Jerry <laughs> and Brother Yarbrough, um, we know what y'all teaching and y'all saying is right. But we just can't teach that. And I asked him, I said, would you please tell me why? He said, man, if we told that to our people, so they would leave us. Uh, uh, I said, oh, I got it. You tell them the truth, you're afraid that you're going to lose their money because they've got a different belief. And you're afraid that if you tried telling them what the rest of the story was, they wouldn't accept it. It'd fall on deaf ears. It'd fall on fallow ground. And uh, they dropped their head and they admitted yes. I kid you not, within six months, from the time that that ministerial meeting ceased, same thing. Families broke up. People having strokes, dropping dead. I mean, I never seen such a. I got to where I would hate to go someplace and, and go go tell them what I knew, because I knew that if they didn't hear it, I knew that that judgment wheel was coming because I had given them the instructions that they could deliver themselves from the snare of the devil that they had in their own mind and that they spoke coming out of their own mouth. And um, there ain't nothing out there that can hurt or harm you. You know, you got the power of a God. The only thing that hurts and harms you is what you think and what you speak. And James warned, he said that the tongue was a deadly member. It could set on fire the wheel of nature. What it really meant was, man, you had to be careful what you thought about and spoke because what you spoke, that little tongue and what came out of that mouth, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is speaking. You could destroy, you could literally burn up your health. And I've watched people do that. All my life I've watched them and listened to them. And uh, some of them will tell you, oh, that's their cancer. God damn, they got the, one of the weirdest diseases in the world. It, it's like they think it's a bad scourge or, or it's, a, it's some kind of a, a, a banner that people will look at them and give them accolades because they got this wild-ass disease that nobody knows anything about curing, and yet they can cure it in their own mind. I went through so many different things. This broke, that broke, tore up. I mean, and yet... Yahweh yeah, just keeps bringing me on to it because of the fact that I keep this confession going. I keep exercising those beliefs. And when I learned how to do what Jose was talking about, I learned the power of the imagination. 
and how to create that picture image in my own mind. And as I would continue to see that picture image, and it would come back and it would show me every now and then, we'll change this right here. And I'd say, why? And it would show me why. And so I'd change that part of that imagination picture. And man, it wouldn't be long and it'd just go to shelling out. You know what I mean? Here it comes. Um, Gerald, one time, we were in San Antonio and uh, he watched me teach uh, positive thinking, you know, speaking, silver, different things like that. And uh, he came to Louisiana when we were first working on the old farm, getting it ready. And mom and dad was still alive. And he said, Dad, he said, you know, I've watched you. And when you first started, it was just a little bitty kernel, like a small acorn. He said, you just kept speaking it and thinking it, teaching it, practicing it. He said, God, Dad, he said, those acorns have grown into giant oak trees. But you see, it didn't happen all at once. It took time, just like planting an orchard, or planting them blueberries and planting those uh, those big raspberries of different kinds, and big blackberries, blueberries, some of them will call them. Uh, we use a scuppernong uh, type of a uh, grape. You get them mainly out of Carolinas, Virginia. <clears throat> and uh, you can set them up on your fence rows, um, you know, if nothing else. And uh, you put them in areas that uh, they'll grow or around you, you know, you can set up a, an orchard area. But they're known to grow naturally, and they they make it in the wild when you don't have to take and, and uh, you know, keep your water and everything going. They're tough as a boot. And excellent berries are, you know, grapes. Make great wine with them, uh, whatever. Um, see, all these things you can do. Wild persimmons, the natural wild American persimmon. Um, I, I made a statement earlier about using uh, what you call the Indian peach. And it's some of the sweetest peaches in the world, but God, it takes a bunch of them to get enough to do something with. But they're delicious. And uh, what they would do with them peaches, you know, I mean, uh, like I said, they used the, the bush, you know, mainly as grafted. And then some of them would make the old Indian peach out of them, you know, the cobblers and stuff. And, God, they were delicious because they were so sweet. But uh, they dropped them sweet peaches on the ground. And I, some of you that's lived in the country, uh, you might hear some of the old-timers, they'll say, man, I'm telling you what, uh, them folks is uh, shook up over there. Like, they're like a dog trying to pass peach pits. And what would happen is they'd eat them dang sweet peaches because, hell, it wasn't even big as a, a golf ball. And uh, that seed didn't want to break down. And, brother, when it got to coming out, you'd hear that dog, he would be humped up going across that yard squalling, just bawling to beat the band. Because, uh, and I'm here telling you, them peaches were sweet. Dang, don't worry about it. He'd be out there day after tomorrow getting him some more. <laughs> And so, I mean, there's so many things that you can do, um, teach your children how to do them. Uh, we had uh, had a, uh, a building built, and um, God, we had bought 
encyclopedias of every kind you can imagine, cookbooks of every kind, how to cure this, cure that. Uh, you know, if you live in South Texas, uh, South Central Texas, you learn a lot about meat, putting up deer meat and venison and things of that nature. And uh, I competition uh, coon hunted, you know, with black and tans. And uh, so we uh, we got our hides every year. I'd get enough hides that I could buy feed for my kennel for the year. And uh, yet train dogs for competition at the same time. But um, we learned how to do all these different things. And um, we'd make our own sausage. Uh, uh, we'd teach the girls how to bead, teach them how to sew. And let me tell you something, she could design dresses and everything else. Her mother taught her, uh, they used to use a newspaper. Um, or uh, they'd go in and get uh, uh, butcher paper. And... Uh, they cut that butcher paper, you know, long enough to make a dress and cut the pattern out of it, and then they'd put them together a pattern. I remember when B and I got married, and, you know, back then, I mean, uh, you were in the military, uh, you were a private, ran $80 a month was a lot of money to them. And um, so, uh, I mean, don't don't worry about living high on the hog. <laughs> there wasn't no hog to live on. <laughs> but uh, I remember she'd want a dress, you know, if she was working. And she'd come in that evening, and uh, she'd jerk that sewing machine out and get that dining room table cleared, and you know, she'd lay out her pattern, and she had material, and she'd cut out her dress, and she'd sew that dress. Next morning, brother, little mama had a brand spanking new dress to go to work in. People don't do that no more. Friend, you may wind up having to come back to that. Um, I'm hoping that the economy and everything will keep going, but I know that there is a war taking place right now um, with the Brexit folks and with uh, the uh, the China, uh, yen, India, uh, and the different countries that are in that yen or yen deal because that's gold-backed currency. And uh, Rothschild Bank, the, the World Bank, the papacy, they ain't too damn happy about uh, that money business. That's why uh, Rothschild, Nathan Rothschild, made a statement. He said Trump has destroyed uh, the new world order. They got up there and they was going to do this at G7 or G6, whatever. He told them, he said, well, hell, that ain't the way we're going to do it. Oh, man, they just went wild. But the fact of it is, you know, if you're running a 250 billion dollar deficit every year and it's on the same thing and you're not uh, having any kind of equal trade uh tell you something if you don't shut the spigot off or bust the vase so to speak they're never going to get uh you're not going to get their attention somebody said well they're the tariffs uh, we won't be able to buy their products friend i guarantee you right now if you stop selling your stuff to them or if you stopped buying their stuff from them let's take Germany old uh, Angela Hitler Merkel you stop buying automobiles from Germany I guarantee you it won't be 60 in no more than 90 days and brother you'll hear them folks singing a new tune 
He'll get their butt back on the main line in mid-America with Illinois Central, and we'll have some decent trade here. But these damn politicians and these bankers, they're scared. They don't want to lose a penny. The corporations are eating the people up right now. All the damn government offices, those aren't real government offices. Those are private contractors. They've got a license to operate them damn courts. Law enforcement, this and that and the other. You need to wake up. I mean, you have power. You have the ability. And uh, as you do, you'll, you'll overcome. But, uh, uh, brother, that's not... Do, do what? I said... Have they, have they ever noticed? They're the one that has the security, not us. Well, I mean, they're right the... now, okay, look at uh, what they're calling Social Security. Social Security is supposed to be a private fund that people have paid in for their retirement. What did the goddamn Congress do and the presidents that's gone before? They put that in the general fund. They were to go back and hang every damn one of them that's still alive. They didn't that's... do their job. They broke the law and because they decided it was okay, it was now lawful. Or they just called it legal. They ought to all be took out and hung, shot for treason. There is no way in hell all the money that the people paid in would be gone if they hadn't wasted it putting it in the general fund and some asshole going and paying $5 million to see how a pair of damn flies uh, 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 Reproduce. Ain't that some crap? Spending eight, nine hundred dollars on a damn hammer, fifteen hundred on a toilet seat. Put that damn hammer upside their head and put that toilet seat around their neck. I guarantee you, they'll get a new tune. <laughs> yes, sir, they will. And they're the ones you that have to take and see it in your mind as done. You have to participate with it as done. See, uh, it's kind of like they'll call me here, and I know they're really wanting me to volunteer to just run energy to help their people. And I love them, but damn, I've done this so long and so often and so much. I figured by now, you know, I mean, I teach you how to fish. I'm not going to do you fishing forever for you. You don't wake up and start using it, I'm sorry. There's people that will come on, and I will run energy to help them. Because I can. I have that ability. I've learned how to do it. And I do my best to teach you all how to do it. Don't you realize that I have to activate my imagination and see all the people living as one? No more sickness, no more this, no more that. I have to see it done. And as I breathe and empower that thought and send it, and he sent his word, he sent his thought, and healed them. Go back and look the definitions of some of those words up. You are powerful people. Yes, sir. We just have to stand forward. It's just like when Moses Ask God, what is his name? He said, I am that I am that I am. That's it. If you're, a, if, you, if you're not it in your mind, you have not imagined that thing being. You're the God-man. 
the war that's going on on the planet is between God and men. Because every man, woman, child out here has got the, the living essence of the ever living in them. I don't care what your color is. Somebody says, well, they're black and they can't this. I'll shut up, dummy. You don't know nothing. And then you have another one. Well, they're over there. They're yellow. They're Chinese. They this, they that. Let me tell you something. There's some new people got more knowledge over there and these dummies in this country think they know everything. Yes, sir. You have to help these people. There was rules that was put down. He told them not to, to marry outside of their race and stuff like that. And there was a reason. Because they knew that the cultural teaching would not endure. The true knowledge, the heritage, would not be passed on. And the people wouldn't be able to follow those great abilities. They wouldn't know nothing about what Jacob meant or what he was doing to become Israel. They wouldn't realize that Moses had the power, the rod in his own hand, and he's up there whining his ass off, wanting God to take and, and open or, or deliver him at the Red Sea. What the little boy said, Moses, what's in your hand? What in the hell is in your hand? What's in your mouth, in your mind? If you can't see yourself overcoming and being, then guess what? Ain't going to happen. Yes, sir. <clears throat> I agree yes. on the races must not mix, and there's a definite reason about them. And, I mean, I know a lot about it, but people don't have that knowledge anymore. They don't know enough to know what really goes on genetically. They don't understand about the psychic gifts and how they operate and how you enhance them. That's why when you competition hunting or raising, I had a kennel. And um, I bred the Wagner or the Hans Wagner line, which really comes from Jimmy Conger, Leroy Lynn, um, uh, George Ensminger, and... Uh, out of uh, the gossip strain that come out of Nebraska and Kansas. And um, once I got them, and then he went on down to Signal Mountain in Tennessee, uh, Hans did, and he had to get a smaller dog than the big Iowa strain because he couldn't run in them, them uh, briar patch breaks and stuff like that and the rocks and so forth in the south. And so they went to what they call the Signal Mountain strain wagger. Well, I competition bred those animals, and... Uh, I had a real good teacher that taught me genetics and how to do it by the numbers and to make it work. I didn't need to take a microscope and do it. Um, I knew how to stack the pedigree. And um, I remember uh, there were some real fine walker dogs that a man named House bred. Uh, House is cheap. House is Tom Tom, you know, different ones. And boy, he would never tell them people how he how he bred. What they seen on them papers was what the paper said. But he did not disclose what the secret of it was. And um, he always had high-powered dough. And I was fortunate to do the same thing. And uh, consequently, once I learned that, I learned that it would work with cattle, it'd work with sheep, it'd work with horses. And um, then I run across J.L. Lush and Animal Breeding Plans, 1938. And... Uh, Marion Bonner got me started. He was uh, one of the best geneticists and uh, uh, biology, uh, biology research uh, uh, people in the state of Louisiana. I mean, a fine, fine man. And uh, 
he was into the Wagner line, and consequently, like I said, he got me started. And uh, then as I got into other areas of Scripture, I could see where this came from and that come from, telegony, things like that. And uh, that's something, man, they don't even want you to uh, to teach these people about that. Uh, yes, it does. Dan, you're quoting out of the book of James. If you look in the Amplified, it's real clear. It says, Mark the perfect man. For he offends not in speech. And what it means is he never says the wrong thing. The only way you can't and won't say the wrong thing is if you've done your job to think in your mind and guard over the subconscious. Because out of it, what you think and what you allow and what you speak, she's going to give back to you. You gave her a bastard diseased baby in thought, guess what? That's what you're going to get. Because we're the ones put it in there. God said is a thought. In the beginning was the word. Uh, the word is a concept, a thought, or an idea. And uh, as you use that and entertain it, uh, you begin to bind the chains that bind or break them either way, and you begin to go to a place that you overcome. But, uh, Jim? Well, uh, that's true. That's why they had to teach it, see, in the tribes. It was taught by word of mouth and by example. Um, And um, um, it, it is a living thought. That's correct. You have to speak life. And um, see, Enoch 69, 69, that's a man and woman joined. That's cancer, the 69. And see, that's at one of the hottest portions of the uh, of the year. You're going from the autumnal equinox, which we're coming up on in uh, the summer solstice we're coming up on now. And as we begin to grow uh, and, and prepare, um, we know that there are certain times, see, like the, the weather's changed so much down here. What used to be the rainy season, um, it, it'll still sprinkle a little bit, but it ain't like it used to be. And um, so uh, the the crops in Louisiana and East Texas, uh, you have to really watch what you're, what you're planting. Dang, that's the same thing in your mind. You know, if you've got a drought of knowledge in your mind, you can't expect a crop of goodness because you've got a drought going on up there. But anyway, Jim. Uh, I'm here, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> well, the only one that you've got to confirm your belief with is, is yourself. Somebody asks you, you can teach it to them. That's why when you disciple someone, you're really discipling the 12 aspects of thought within your own mind. Remember those 12 apostles, they have to be in the upper room, so they have to be up there behind the veil in the superconscious mind. And that's on the day of Pentecost, and Pentecost means 50th day. It was the day that the law was given unto Moshe, and reality given unto man, and it was to be put into the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is inside of us, see? We're Osiris' Ark. 
All that's really us. Everything that they've done in the physical is simply a pattern that follows what is done in the mind. Otherwise, that in the physical, you won't find it or you can't make it operate. Anyway, Jim, you're dying. My damn crazy ball. Brother, everything you're bringing forward tonight, oh, man, it is fantastic. There's quite a few people on here even. I see my son in there, J.D. He's been... He's been in shock, and he. I'm glad to see him in there. I uh, am too. I hope Jim. I'm, I hope JD and Alenka and uh, Gabriel and uh, Alexandra do just outstanding. They're doing and, great. Uh, Thank you, you, Gary. You and Susie, you're quite welcome. And that you and Susie wind up uh, coming out all right on your little uh, two-acre farm y'all picked up to kind of. Uh, I understand where you're coming from, and if you can still do that, that's great. Boy, she better be thankful that you can still swing a hammer or uh, find a nail gun. <laughs> I got you. But everything you've been bringing forward tonight, brother, I mean, it's right on the money, and it's what people need to hear. It's time we get off our little hello back there and do something about it. Like it says, it's not to the hearer. It's to the doer. It's time that we quit hearing, not necessarily quit hearing, but what we hear, we need to put into action. Yeah, they've got to know it before they'll apply it. I mean, I I hear them all the time tell me they believe. Man, I believe this, I believe that. Well, they have people out there believing uh, uh, this and that and the other. And I said, man, why do you say that? And I said, well, have you ever read that scripture in the New Testament that even the devils do believe? fear and tremble, so damn believing is not enough. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have to Jim, know what... Back out. It's 8 o'clock. I'm going to back out because I got some stuff that we got to do for tomorrow. And, and uh, I um, I was going to tell MJ uh, 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 we had found where you could get 10 gal angle uh, rhizomes for $28. That there's tax title turnkey shipped in, brought in, uh, whatever. And we got one batch, and uh, it, did, it didn't tell us that we had to plant it you know, right away. It was moist inside. But there was too much moisture in there, and uh, we got, uh, got them coming on, but some of the shoots had come off of them, and so I told Shawnee, I said, hell, 28 bucks. I said we got plenty of the turmeric. We got plenty of the of the um, uh, normal edible uh, butterfly ginger. You know the white butterfly ginger, and uh, we've got um, uh, the gal gal angle. And um, I was telling them how they could make wasabi. You know natural wasabi, wasabi, and so forth. And um, so she come out and ordered me another batch of. Um, what you got, MJ? MJ, are you on the five by five? <clears throat> yeah, he's got Go ahead. I know he wanted to ask a question, he said. Uh, yeah, uh, guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. 
Okay, uh, I just I was turning my speakers down because I didn't want any feedback. Uh, let me get up and close this door. Uh, so, my question is like, it's it's I almost don't even want to ask it, but I let, I'm gonna I'm gonna open the door. Um, it, it it dawned on me this past week that like in in a way that was uh, more than just a passing thought. Uh, it was like this is the reality that should be for all of humanity, kind of the situation. That that was the revelation that I had. And let me let me tell you what came to me. In God, there is no sickness. There can be no death in God. There is no sickness in God. There's only life and love. Yes. Yep. And and fa- any faith that you want to talk about in God is faith born out of love because love is the warmth of God, the light of God being wisdom. So faith is just a manifestation or a child of love. Yes. So so it, then I'm thinking to myself, the inheritance of man is is that man should not die. But man cannot come to that inheritance until he believes in his mind that he won't die because if he Change that word believe to the word no. Oh, he has to be convinced and know in his mind. He's so got to know it. He's got to know it. That's it. He's got to know it or it ain't going to happen. There's a lot of believers out there. Even the devils believe in fear and tremble, but damn, they don't do a damn thing about it. That's it. So like, so, like, for instance, when in, when I read the New Testament and it says Jesus goes up in this high mountain and the, all the uh, the prophets go up in this high mountain, to me, in my opinion, this is like a meditative state of prayer where they're where That's they exactly are, what they're doing. They're rising yeah. up the mountain in their mind. That's the only way you can ascend back up the mountain. Yeah, so do what they're doing is they're, they're doing the work. They're actually doing the work of affirmation and and denial of denying those negative thoughts and affirming that which is positive, so that so that their their feet are being washed. Their 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 subconscious mind is being uh, washed clean of any negative thought. Because if the mind believes that the body is going to die, well, then it's damn well going to die. You know, that's it. They're, they're either going to overcome by the word of their testimony, the thoughts that they speak as a testimony. Testimony is comes from the term testes. If you got testes, that means you can shoot your gun. You can impregnate the thought. Now, if they overcome by the word of their testimony, and then on the other foot, they ain't overcoming, then their testimony. They're speaking against their good, the ever-living. They're limiting the power of the Holy One of Israel, those that have the power of the God, within themselves. They don't limit it in nobody else, but they limit it within themselves. That's why you'll see two people on the same, a road of people, that every, every house and everything out there will be just blessed and prospered on both sides. And there'll be one over there that hell everything in the world that could go wrong, gone wrong, and 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 potentially will go wrong. Why? It's their belief structure. It's their thoughts. Okay. So, so I, I, let me just uh, get this. So it dawned on me that the state, the powers that be that run the state, are not interested that man should come to this transformation of his mind because, it, and then it came to me like a like a bolt. Come, he is the heir. 
I am the heir. You are the yeah. heir. Come, he is the heir. Let us kill him, and the estate will be ours. In other, in other words, we will we will keep him in the world of Caesar, and then we will be able to trade souls of men because they will come up like a piece of grass, and they'll be down in seventy to up to eighty years. And and up and down, man comes back and forth until the elect children come, and and man is able to overcome. Well, the elect children are the thoughts which transform the mind into a a state of unity in God, and there's no sickness in God. There's only love in God. So, so you know, I just I just I'm having these thoughts, and and. And I guess I was seeking a sense of confirmation because it just seemed to me that a lot of the scriptures were ringing in my ears this uh, this past week of, uh, you know, come he is the heir, let us kill him, in a sense is teaching the literal word in the um, in the churches as a way of, um, of, of subjecting man to a flesh state because man will never be yeah. able to overcome in the literal word. That's correct. See, when you make the statement, you keep using this term love. Look that term love up. Love is a state of action. It is a state of sexual action, interaction. Whether it's on the mental realm, you call spirit, or it's in the physical realm. Both of them are exercised. And so we're literally in the physical earth, if we're practicing the sexual love that designs and blesses a family and causes a, a, a tribe of people to grow, then we have to be doing it in the spirit or the mind because that's where we follow the pattern. Moses built in the earth, and he followed the pattern in heaven, the true pattern within his mind that he's seen. Yes. If yes, he hadn't man. done that, he yes. could not have built that tabernacle in the wilderness. Praise Yahweh. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Yes, I mean, the inner man is our heaven. The outer man is our earth. So, you know. That's it. Okay, yeah, so if, if we're going to put if we're gonna put the garments on, we got to go into the realm of the mind and put the, the garments on. Then when we come up to the feast, where is the feast? The feast is in the earth. Yes, sir. Where is the marriage feast? It's in the earth. Yes, sir. But we have to go up into that realm and put that garment on to be able to participate in that true feast of tabernacles or, or whatever aspect of the feast that we're going to participate in. Yeah, the marriage feast. So the garments, the garments are, uh, it's been, always been my comprehension that the garments are just understanding. So when you when you put on the beautiful garments, you've come to understand what the living word is actually telling you. And to put on the, the beautiful garments is to actually do the living word. So it actually becomes the living way of life that the being that is operating in that word, in other words, that being becomes the living word. That, that they yeah. become a unity because they're in the same way. Yeah, see, uh, as, you, uh, as you begin to look and see, you're seeing this impression. You're seeing this daydream that you created. You're seeing this uh, this area of the mind that uh, you're seeing yourself. Uh, you might see it as a physical set of, uh, of clothes or whatever. 
and yet to you it has a specific meaning. It becomes like a symbol then. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember one time I was teaching a class. A baby had been, uh, there had been a family in, in California had been in a wreck. And the little baby's head had got popped in on one corner, and you could literally basically put a golf ball in it. And they didn't know what to do because their brain was swelling and, and so forth. And so these people called, and, and uh, they asked if we'd pray. And I said, yeah, I was fixing to teach a class on on prayer. And uh, they'd give us about, you know, five minutes or so before it started and let them all come on in. Uh, then I'd teach them. And so um, I was explaining to the group that was there, and uh, I told them, I said, look, I said, when you close your eyes and you visualize, I said, I want you to visualize that baby and see him with his head caved in. And I said, just remember, just you could stick a golf ball in him. And uh, I said, it's not busted open, it's just knocked in. And uh, I said, I want you to take a football pump. And I want you to take the needle on that football pump and stick it in that baby's head. And I want you to pump it out. Oh, man, they started hollering. I said, believe me. I said, it ain't going to hurt that baby not one bit in the world. I said, all we're doing is giving you a picture, a impression that you can imagine mm -hmm. and see it done perfect. I said, now, you pump that baby's head out, do you see it pop out? Then you see, put a white light around that baby and see that baby doing just fine. And everybody jumping up and down, hollering, and the doctor said, oh, my God, what happened? So they did. Yes. Within 15 minutes, then people in California calling us, we done that, and that baby's head popped out, and they, they took and discharged that child at 11 o'clock the next morning. Mm. That's the power of your imagination. That yes. was the love we copulated with the idea of that child being perfect, complete, and whole. And there was no space, time, or distance. Instantly, bam, we got what we wanted because we have seen it already done. Yes. I can testify to that 100%, brother. Yeah, I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, St. Paul said, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I remember yeah. the movie The Matrix where... Uh, Neo, he, he falls and he, falls and he says, why does it hurt? You know, the mind makes a mistake. You know, so, you know, our minds literally have to be transformed from a state of accepting death to a point where we, death is not an option. Death just doesn't occur in mankind, you know. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I, I'll give you something that you can go look at that will help you verify Everything you're saying, and it may give you a better understanding. Okay. And uh, there was a movie that Kate Hudson uh, played in, and it was called The Skeleton Key. Yes. Okay. The Skeleton Key. And in there, there was a a black uh, voodoo master uh, by the name of Papa Justify, and his wife was named Mama Solis. Well, if you've been listening yesterday at the running of Old Brother Justify, they kept calling him the Forever Horse. The Forever Horse. And I thought, yep, 
they're reaching back and they're tapping in to Papa Justify and Mama Solis. And if you watch that movie, you're going to see someone that initially doesn't believe in something. But they hear it, they see it, they study it, they begin to look into it long enough. The next thing you know, they believe in it. And then they become afraid of it. And you'll have to watch a movie to see the rest of it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, I just, I just really have just come to realize that 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 it literally you got to do the work, you know, because I realized that when St. Paul said, and get this, this what came to me the other day that. St. Paul said, hey, wives, submit yourself to your husbands, and husbands love your wives. Well, you know, the wife is the laity of the church, and the husband, in a sense, is the leadership of the church. I mean, if you want to talk external, and yet he then turns around and says, it's better you don't marry. In other words, stay out of the churches because they ain't going to teach you the truth, all right? Just stay out of it. And he says, but if, if you are married, he says it's okay for you to stay, like if your husband is falling asleep, it's fell from spiritual to, to the physical. He says it's okay for you to remain married if you think you can convert them, you know, back to the spiritual meaning, right? But otherwise... Yeah, I, I understand, because, see, that's washing the subconscious mind with the pure water of the washing of the word. Now, somebody here, uh, number 11, said, don't watch that field. That to us, that's all satanic. Let me tell you something. Yeah, if it didn't definitely. have truth in it, they couldn't sell it to you. There, every movie that has a true metaphysical foundation has always been a success, as well as all the books that have been written regarding those principles and concepts. And that Papa Justify Mama Solis is based on an absolute scriptural principle. And if you can really observe it and look at it, and get the truth out of it. Remember? Even as some of your own poets have said, there ain't nobody been telling you the open truth out there. You're having to listen to the idiom, the parable, the metaphor, the allegory, the symbol, the gematria. And from that, you're plowing the ground of your mind, endeavoring to break that fallow ground up that's not productive and begin to make it uh, to where you can plant a, a good crop of seeds in it. Well, you know what? See, all of these things are beliefs that occur in our mind, MJ. You're really right on that. I absolutely agree with what you just said. Is that I've been able to, when you when you when you quit with all the uh, the fear and you start listening to the music and watching these things, you, I was absolutely absolutely amazed at how much spiritual truth is actually being conveyed in the music today. It's, it's tremendous. If you once you get an ear to hear it, it's it's just absolutely tremendous and. You know, a lot of people, they can't eat at that meat, though. You know, they they just, it's too strong for them to eat at, so they're afraid of it, you know, and they want to point the finger and blame. But here's the problem. You know, once you blame somebody else, like what Adam blamed Eve, and Eve blamed the serpent, the wise one. Well, when God shows up, and he does he address Adam or Eve? Hell no. They blame someone else. So he addresses the one they blame because they gave all their authority to the one they blamed. And so, that's exactly right. See, and that's so, what they're telling in the, in the skeleton key. See, as we begin to blame, once we allow the fear to be created, now if we can understand what's being done, 
and use that ability. And hell, there ain't nothing we can't do. And it's called the skeleton key. But you see, there is a key to the mind. There's a key to the mind. And there's a little bit, there's a room up there that's got stuff blocking it off. And that skeleton key, you got to have a key to open that door to get in there. But see, there's all kind of dead this and dead that. What does he tell you? Out the wiggly, you're all painted white and everything, but inside you're full of dead men's bones. Mm-hmm. All those principles are laid out in that movie called The Skeleton Key. And Denise, thank you very much, honey. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, thank you. Well, yeah. I, I've got to back out of here. I really do. Okay. Uh, MJ, I'm glad you came in. Glad to talk to you. But I'll tell you what's happening. The reason this is occurring, you're having to deal with your mother. And that love for your mother is making you reach in and dig. This ain't to hurt you or hurt. This is to carry you on and spur you to the point that hot damn, just like justify, you're going to run from wire to wire and overcome. Well, listen to this. Tonight, tonight she told me she had Alzheimer's, and I said, hey, do you believe the Bible? And she says, well, you know I do. I said, well, what does it say in James? I said, doesn't it say the tongue has the power to set on fire the course of nature? She says, well, of course it does. And I said, well, then why do you keep speaking that you have this? I said, why don't you just say, you know, um, that I'm getting better. You're clothed with a sound and right mind. Tell her to start confessing she's clothed with a sound and right mind. Hell, make that her confession. You're going to plant your tent somewhere, plant it over there in a sound mind. Don't plant it over there in Alzheimer's. Well, that's what I'm doing. God gave you power love in a sound mind. She said tonight, she said, uh, well, you know, I had to voluntarily give up my um, driving privileges, and, you know, and, and I don't know if I'll ever get them back. And I said, hold on a minute. I said, when 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 you are um, able to drive, we're going to celebrate. And she says, well, you're, you're speaking as if it already is. I said, that's exactly right, because it is already. That's it. You, yes, that's, you it. Better, that's exactly what you got to do. You you keep the hammer. See, that's why this is coming to you. I mean, you're you're like a horseshoe that that uh, uh, is being put in the in the furnace of the of the blacksmith out there. And remember, he said uh, the fiery trial <laughs> is, okay, well, is going to shape us. That's what the blacksmith is. That's the fiery trial, not to destroy us, but to correct us, to improve us, to help us overcome. You're going to be victorious. You you won't have a testimony of victories if you don't ever have any. Well, listen, uh, thanks for staying on. It's great to kind of get a confirmation uh, with another brother or brethren that conf- can confirm these kinds of uh, uh, revelations, um, these ideas that uh, have been coming, you know. And, I mean, I guess I sort of was there, but I, re- I really had kind of a shaking um this past week, or I was like, I was like, hold on a darn minute. That's exactly what Jesus told Martha. He said, "I am the life," and she said, "Yea, Lord, thou art the resurrection." That's not what he told her. He said, "If you believe, you won't die." Period. That's it. And That's it. But you see, they, they, it's like that leaven, though, MJ. We have to keep teaching it. We have to keep seeing it. We have to be all the people. We have to imagine there is no damn religion, that there is no government. We have to imagine that we're all one and everything's working together. Let me tell you something. They can say what they want about John Lennon, and there were times I liked him, there were times I didn't. But, man, that song. That's a great Oh, howdy-doody. You just got to imagine, and it'll become. 
That Love y'all, Jim, MJ. I'm O-U-T and gone. Thank you. You bet. Bless you. Shalom, prosper, and be in health. Yes, sir. And, you know, it also says in the Messiah also said in there, no man takes my life from me. I lay it down of myself, and I am able to take it up again. Brother, listen, there are guys that were taught in groups how to sense a man that was going to shoot at us. And once we felt him, we could make him miss. We were taught in certain ways that you could put your hands on us and we could inflict our thought into your mind and make you throw yourself 10, 15 feet away. You come up with a deal similar to that. Remember Kong Energy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You see? Look, I love y'all, and uh, y'all have a good one. I, I'm going to. Uh, uh, you want me to try to copy this? Y'all going to keep going a while. What you going to do, Jim? Um, I'll yeah. try to get the. Huh? Go ahead, brother. Go ahead and get that there. Maybe just for a little bit longer, maybe. Well, that's up to y'all. I, I mean, it don't bother me what you do. It's just uh, I was wondering, you know, because I know that. Uh, some of these uh, things, if you don't grab them at a certain time, you don't get them. But uh, anyway, look, I love you all. Bless you good. Shalom, prosper, be in great good health. And like I said, Denise, thanks very much for that link to the skeleton key. I'm fortunate I happen to have a, a CD hard copy of it. But anyway, shalom. Good night, folks. MJ, good night. blessings to you and your family. We love you, brother. But no, there's, uh, we got those there, uh, people coming in there putting in things. I mean, they ain't got enough sense to come out of the rain. Yeah, but don't let it get to you. Just bless them. That's what I do. No, I understand, but I just don't like them putting in that. I'm going to, I'm going to call. I know, I know, I know. I just block them. You got the feature. That's all I do. I won't even bring it to attention. Don't even give them any power. You know, that's true. See, anytime you acknowledge the calamity, you make the damn thing worse because you're giving it power to exist. These people come in here and start this crap. I already know what the law says, and I know they don't realize it right now, but I'm here to tell you they will. It's going to rock their little world, and they're going to have to have a diaper change. <laughs> I got well, they're only hearing, they're they're only hearing a fraction of the story. Do what? I said they're only hearing a fraction of the story, and they're coming in just taking like things out of context because they don't know the whole picture from the beginning. Brother, there are people that have nothing else to do, and so they go from from you know outfit to outfit to outfit, uh, seeing if they can throw dirt and dust in the air. Which they don't realize they're really <laughs> depriving themselves. They ain't hurting us. They're no. depriving themselves. And uh, uh, this is why when it's kind of like, let's say, a person that's jealous. God, have mercy, they become a green-eyed monster. Because everything, they, they see, they see uh, uh, 
someone after they're made or what they think they, they own or have or they want to possess, they want to control it. And, and what they do is they literally create that monster and it begins to grow. And if they keep going with it, they'll materialize it. And the very thing that they love, they'll drive away because it can't stay there. But anyway, I love y'all. Y'all have a good one. So long. I'm have out here. I'm going to shut my mouth this time. Okay, brother. Some thoughts for being perfect divine health. Same to you, Jim. Same to you, J.D. Yeah. Well, folks, we've been on here right at a an hour and a half. So with that, and we got all those hecklers coming in doing this and that. So, you know, I thank each and every one of you for coming and participating and being part of it, you know. We'll be back same time, same place. And hopefully next week, you know, when you come in, y'all have something you can share and be part of it. And, you know, if you have any questions, please feel free to ask the questions or if you have something to share, share it with us because it benefits us all. And with that, may Yahweh bless you, keep you in perfect divine health and safe and that all, may all your dreams come true. With that, I'm going to end the call. Shalom, prosper, be in perfect divine health. I love you, son. Love you, too. All right. Good night. Hold up. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.